We should not be conforming to what's popular. We should not be conforming to pressures of social media. We always just like walk away from God, but he's just chasing after us and he, he won't force a relationship with you. If I would have brought it to the light right away, um, it would have left me with so much less hurt than, than yeah. what um, I experienced. Constantly influencing people and people influencing us. As you grow as a Christian, your convictions are going to be evolving as well. Hey guys, Alexis here. Welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Podcast. Let's get ready to jump into part two, Dating Ask the Guys with Dom and Jake. Yeah, and I think social media and our technology age has made it easier for men to be passive because it's like, well, I'm not going to ask her in person if I can just slide in the DMs and like (laughs) send her a Snapchat. But women really appreciate that initiative Um, and actually – I mean, I honestly, I remember at one point just talking to a couple girlfriends of mine and we were talking about dating and I was like, literally, I will probably say yes to just about any guy that in person will come up and ask me out because I'm like, like that is, that is, that takes some guts, which is so sad nowadays that Mm -hmm. like asking. Yeah. I I think it's guys are scared to actually take, be bold and take initiative too, because of the society we live in with the two and the feminist movement and all that stuff. Like. Right. Taking like yeah, kind of masculinity sure. away from it because they want to make everyone so. Yes. Um, yeah. I think it's important yeah. to note that too. Like we're talking about just like s- submitting to leadership within the confines of a marriage. Like yeah. I mean, we're not saying you know if you're walking down a sidewalk and a guy's coming the other way to just jump <laughs> off the sidewalk. And sit in yeah. The you know, that's how God is, is has intended. You're not below a man. It's just no. yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So in terms of like that word, like you just kind of touched on that, but that was one thing we wanted to bring up um, too. I think there's a lot of confusion with the term submission and what Jake, what you touched on, I think is important to, to note. It's not like, okay, you just submit to any man that just walks down the street. Um, But in terms of like how God created marriage to be and submission there, what would you say for you guys? What does that mean to you? Like, how do you see yourselves as like a potential leader in a in a marriage and and what does that how does that word how is that defined in your opinion in a in a godly um way um yeah this is a, this is a tough one for a lot of women to read just because submission has kind of a negative connotation yeah. but i kind of uh, deem it synonymous with trust mm-hmm. so again you, you get to choose your husband so you're choosing who you're submitting leadership to or um, some submitting that role of the, of the family to. Yeah. Um, so you, like I said before, you want to be confident, um, in your spouse's or the man's individual relationship with Christ and that he can make the right spiritual decisions yeah. to guide your family through life. So that's what, that's what you're submitting to. And then also a lot of people, they don't read on what Paul's saying there in Ephesians. In the next part, it says, you know, man, we must sacrifice everything for our women, for our wife, for our family. Like your life, your needs, your desires. We like that part. (laughs) (laughs) Which one is the tar ask? Like, come on. So I don't know. I'm not trying to compare here, but. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I love that because the thing that's so funny, what I always tell people, I was like, yes, I may be a strong woman, but if I, like you said, the trust aspect, if I believe that you show 
not just good leadership, but good discernment and the decisions that you're making for us, I will gladly follow. But if I don't trust you and I don't think that God is leading you or that you are leading us in the right direction from a godly perspective, then I'm not going to trust you and I'm not going to follow you. You know, and I think like that has happened to me in like dating relationships where yeah, I just didn't agree with the decisions and the way that things were moving. So I had to remove myself from those situations because I'm like, I don't trust you as a leader because you're not following God. So how are you supposed to lead me if you don't even know the direction that you're going? You know, so the trust is a big aspect. I think when a man is is following God it, and the woman is following God as well, it becomes really easy, honestly, to be you know, submissive to that person because you're both following what God has for you. And that man should be leading you in the direction that, you know, God wants you guys to move. And as a woman, you're right there with him, encouraging him when he's down and all these things too. So yeah, the trust is huge. If I don't trust you and I don't think that you have good discernment, I'm not going to follow you. (laughs) And that's, I think the importance of looking at dating as an evaluation for a potential lifetime partnership, not just fun. And we talked about this on our previous podcast about dating, like dating, honestly, as a Christian, I mean, yeah, it's like, there's aspects of fun to it, but it's really difficult. Like it's not the most enjoyable period of your life. Cause you're like kind of on the, in this like constant evaluation process and like a, dating should be pointing towards marriage. It's not fun. If you're just, Oh yeah, we're just kind of here and we don't know where we're going. Like that's yeah. honestly the worst thing. Like thinking about that with non-committal men that I've dated in the past or guys that just were kind of like, well, I don't know. Don't you like what we have? Like, let's just see where like, this no, goes. I like, don't. No, like, I don't. I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love wasting four years of my life to be engaged, not be married. Love it. Love it. <laughs> we only have so long that we can have kids, guys. Don't mess with us. Yeah, I know. I know. My body is like, when are, when's, when are children popping out? Come yeah. <laughs> But kind of, I guess that gets into one question that we wanted to ask you guys is what would you say is like the biggest misconception from maybe a secular perspective about Christian dating or one that maybe you thought would be true that you were just like, oh, this is not how it is or um, that you've grown in your relationship with Christ and then your perspective has changed. Like what would you say is a big misconception with Christian dating in general? Yeah, I think you already said it, but just the misconception is people think we have no fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, what's the definition of fun that we're, we're talking about here? Is it yeah. society's sta- uh, standard of just, you know, going out to the bars and getting drunk and like sleeping with one another? Like, is that the fun? Yeah. Because I mean, if you are a Christian dating, like you, you're wanting to glorify God, you have a relationship with God, right? So doing those things obviously is, is a, is a no, no in his eyes. And um, the way we love God is to be obedient towards God. So Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not going to grow your very, very much in your relationship with God if you keep disobeying him. Yeah. But um, yeah, just there's just no room for like growth and in just intentional conversation too, when like physical side side of it is involved um, that can kind of fog up a lot of things um, in the dating process. Uh, you kind of get this infatuation and throughout the whole dating process, you want to keep jumping each other's bones the whole time. I use that yeah. phrase a lot. But I see that all of that phrase. phrase. Just, no, I use that phrase and people think I'm so weird for saying that. <laughs> Some people don't know what it means. 
Anyway, we'll keep it PG today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's, if we have to look at like, like you said, the common misconception is that we don't have any fun. Well, a lot of what people think is quote fun outside of, um, you know, Christian circles, like getting drunk and like hooking up with people. Like I find that absolutely miserable. So, I mean, maybe my definition of fun is not what the world would say, but in our relationship and our dating, like we have so much fun doing things together and it's, and you know, we're not sleeping together. We're not, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, there's so many things you actually get to know one another. And so we specifically like, we're like, okay, we shouldn't like, I shouldn't go over to your house at this time. All right. So yeah, biblical submission is hard to talk about in 2021 where no one can control anyone and no one wants to commit to anyone. And um, yeah, it's tough, but you know, biblically it, is an interesting thing because a man has to be sacrificial and that is his way of giving to the woman and the woman submits or just follows is a, I like a word that I like to use is just follows the plan um, that the man has created. And it doesn't mean that every man's plan is great. And, you know, women, obviously you should run the opposite direction if this guy can't make a plan, keep a plan or has nothing for you. But um, if there is, and it is something that you guys have you know, talking about, and that's like the direction you guys are going, aka marriage, um, then that is what a submission based, you know, relationship looks like. The man must sacrifice and make the plans and actually commit to the work and the woman, you know, follows the lead. All right. So we had a technical difficulty. So <laughs> the, the joys of, of trying to record part podcasts from opposite ends of the country. But right. um, jumping back into what I was talking about. So I believe when it went out, um, we were talking about just the fact that there's a misconception with the fact that we don't have any fun as Christians dating. And we just went to a spa. That's pretty fun. Oh, we had, <laughs> let me just say. We had the best Valentine's Day ever. So Jake told me, he was like, just walk off this afternoon. I'm not telling you what we're doing. And I was, I was a little bit worried. I was like, what's going on? Cause no one ever surprises me with things. Like normally I'm like in the control of my entire schedule and I'm like doing this and this and this. So he booked a, like a spa, I guess it was like a spa, couple spa package. Is that what it would be called? Yeah. Where we got facials, we got massages, we got pedicures, and then we went to dinner. And I was like, this is so amazing. Yeah, she, it was great. She needs her spontaneity. She's super yeah, exactly. with her schedule. I'm like, we just don't book anything for this. I'm, yeah. I'll take care. <laughs> Which, honestly, it. like that's, that's something too I think is important is that you need someone who um, you're compatible with too. Because you think about – Dating is, as we had talked about, um, really an evaluation for potential long-term partnership, potential marriage. And so um, one thing that I really appreciate about Jake is that he helps me sort of get out of my robotic schedule a little bit sometimes. (laughs) She helps me get into a robotic schedule, which I do sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I guess kind of going off of that, I mean, even I think a lot of times people think like, oh, well, if you're not having sex, then there's no fun in that relationship. Like, where's the, you know, excitement? And it's like, there is so much more excitement because you're actually getting to know each other on a level that emotionally, like that you need to in order to then enter into a marriage. Like, I think a lot of times the physical component and when you throw sex into a relationship, when you're just dating, that blurs everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there are actual chemicals that are released during sex that bond you to that person. And so it's like, are you actually like just bonded 
on a chemical like infatuation lust level or are you actually like creating those deep friendship bonds which if there's physical stuff going on like I've just that blur your perspective you're not going to grow a deep friendship um too and so that's one thing I think is a common misconception it's like do you just want to have someone that you think is cute and otherwise you do not enjoy them or do you actually want (laughs) do you want to like enjoy the person that you're going to potentially be spending a long time with. And the ability to like control your lust gives you so much more freedom than like being a slave to lust. Yeah. Um, That's that's major. Especially in this society, like it's just so hypersexualized with the internet, with pornography and Instagram. You can't even open Instagram without seeing anything. I think you guys went through all this in previous podcasts, but I didn't realize why God in the beginning of my faith walk, why God intended for uh, us to be sexually pure until marriage. Uh, it's one way of honoring each other, right? And not um, defiling uh, you know, someone else in their future marriage, maybe. But I read something recently in a book that Katie and I are going through. It's called uh, Single Dating, Engaged Married. I think you guys may have brought it up in a different podcast episode, but I recommend it for anyone in any life so stage. But um, if you are able to control your lust premarital, then you'll be able to do it when you're in a marriage. And I think that's what God intends. And the confinement of marriage, like, you know, stuff happens. Like you may, you know, the man might get erectile dysfunction. The woman might not be able to have have sex. And like you have your partner won't be, you know, won't have infidelity or like won't won't go around sleeping with someone else or get addicted to pornography. Or I have a child and I can't, you know, it's like I'm out of commission for a month or I have surgery or I'm hospital, you know, or whatever. Or your husband's on a work trip and like, you know, you don't have, as the wife, you don't fear that he's going to be sleeping around or doing something behind you. There's trust there. One, knowing that he's being in control as well before marriage and two, that he fears the Lord. He won't want to upset the Lord too. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and like touching on, um, like being a slave to lust versus being like free from it for me Mm. personally. Like, I mean, me and Dom, we've had these conversations, so we're very open with each other. But, um, you know, I think when I was in college and just kind of living however I wanted to live, I thought that like that was freedom Mm. because I got to choose if I wanted to sleep with someone or not. And I got to choose who I was hooking up with or whatever it may be or who I was talking to. And it's funny because as the years went on, and I've talked about this in other shows, as I, I didn't realize like I was becoming now a slave to that. I couldn't control my, like what if I'm tempted or, you know, whatever, I couldn't control those things anymore because you're now reinforcing this behavior over and over and over again. And you don't realize as the years go on, it then potentially becomes a problem. And like, for me, like, yeah, it just, it became a major issue in my life. So for me, the biggest thing that I had to do was completely take a step back from dating or even like talking to guys in general. I was just like, pump the brakes. You know, you have to work on being like truly single and not like single and talking to guys, but like single and focusing on my relationship with God and and just healing myself. And I was listening, I think it was, um, JP was on, um, the, uh, whatever podcast. It was not, the porch, but oh, the views from the porch. porch, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he mentioned something, um, so good, but he mentioned something. Oh crap. I just forgot what it was. (laughs) JP is like so awesome when it comes to communicating. I think 
information about Christian dating. Well, he's actually coming out with a book specifically on dating. Um, okay. But yeah, Jonathan Pakluda, for those who are unfamiliar, but if you just Google him and look up his resources, he's so relatable too, because it's something that he struggled yeah. with in his past is lust yeah. and um, having a, a pornography addiction and having really basically like a sex addiction and how he yeah. overcame that and how he's really fought that temptation and what he still does to this day in order to make sure he doesn't fall into temptation and fall into lust and et cetera. And I think a lot of times we like trust ourselves too much. We're like, oh, I would never do that. And like you said, Lex, like taking a step back from dating might be exactly what a lot of our listeners need to do in order to be single and not need someone else. Because, oh my goodness, so many times I see my friends jump from one relationship to another, to another, to another. I'm like, have you actually tried to be single like for any period of time? Because if you're just jumping from one to the next to the next, there's some sort of deeper need that you're trying to fill that's not being filled with a relationship, and that can only be filled by God. Yeah. yeah. I was just oh, I remember. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you remember it? Oh, I was going to say, I remember what he said in that podcast. He was talking about, he said, when you're asking yourself if you're ready for dating, that's what it was. And um, maybe it wasn't even JP who said it. Maybe I just mixed it up. But first he said, like, are you pursuing Christ? And is he the number one in your life? And then two, are you healthy? And I loved that question because I think a lot of us are always looking at the other person that they're like, they want to date and they're trying to evaluate all the problems with them versus looking on the inside and be like, am I healthy? Do I have addictions? Do I have issues? Do I have things that I didn't deal with? Cause you're bringing all that crap when you come into a relationship. And so I love that question. When he asks, are you healthy? Are you healthy enough to date? Are you whole in Christ before you're like, I'm broken and now I'm going to go break someone else. Like, you know, that's people when they get into relationships, it's crazy. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, essentially. I was going to say the same thing. Make sure you're bringing bringing everything to the feet of Jesus, like in your singleness, and working that out as much as possible before you start the dating process. Because like you said, you're going to be bringing all that in. It's not going to magically disappear. Yeah. No, it's just going to be amplified. Well, you guys both made a comment. Yeah. Yeah. So what you were saying, Lex, is like when – being a Christian, growing up a Christian, always hearing no sex is bad until you're married. I feel like no matter who mm-hmm. you are, that already gives you like mm-hmm. that kind of like, you know, middle finger, like I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm in college now. Like I'm by myself. So you have that like rebellious aspect. And yeah. then- I'm an adult. I'm an adult. I'm mature. Mm-hmm. I know what, what <laughs> Sure. I'm okay. the smartest person in the world. Yeah. <laughs> 19 years old. Got it. Like, oh, yeah. But- <laughs> right. <laughs> the other thing that like you know especially i know there's a higher percentage with women now too but for men the pornography thing is so huge and like because it's the easiest i think it's like the easiest hidden thing because like no one's gonna know unless you say something about it so i think that definitely kind of primes men from going especially like growing up in a christian home like you don't really talk about sex that much like then all of a sudden you know you have some freedom then all of a sudden you have the secret sin that you're kind of like going back to over and over again that skews how you like view a relationship, like a healthy relationship as a Christian is supposed to look like with a woman. And I think that like that whole that ends up, you know, being formed. We see like right now with society, like serial dating is normal. Codependency is normal. Like being in, um, you know, somebody who has to be talking to multiple people before they can choose who they're going to be with is normal. 
So I think that like, you know, with those things being unaddressed, and I always go back to like, family has a big thing, because even if you come from an unchristian home, you have good parents that are faithful to each other, at least you'll see like a good role model in that situation. But I feel like we don't really even have that either. So I think that, you know, with the things that go on that you guys kind of mentioned, I think that makes dating in 2021, as a young person, especially like, you don't even know what a good dating relationship looks like. And I like what you guys said with like, people think that Christians don't have fun. It's like, dude, the the thing is like, everyone thinks like the old couple that's still together, that he still opens doors for her and all that stuff is super cute. But no one thinks about like, how that relationship even got to that situation. Like if it was all about like the sexual aspect of the relationship and you guys never got a chance to learn each other's personalities, like really try to learn how to, you know, what do you lack in and where can I like support you in that area? And what do I lack in and where can I find support in you in that area? You're not going to have much to stand on, you know, 10, 20, 30 years later. And I think that's why we have such a big issue with divorce and like this, you know, black hole of dating especially with online dating, make it even worse because it makes it that much easier. And, yeah. And on top of that, Jake, what you say with Instagram, even worse. Like, yeah, even if it's not actual porn, you scroll oh, on Instagram man. and all of a sudden it's like all over the place. So oh, stay strong. It is. Yeah. Stay strong. I, I recommend uh, unfollowing accounts if you need to. Dude, or yeah, I swear that there's more spam bots yeah, than I mean, actual real accounts. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, man. Seriously. And yeah, that's I mean, a thirst trap. Is that the term? That- <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you even see, yeah. I mean, and, and I think probably the equivalent would be um, like TikTok and that sort of thing. There is so much, uh, I'd say, geared towards women of like men with their shirts off and like dance. I mean, it's like we're constantly be fed, we're fed these images and then we are desensitized and then it's normalized. And it's like, if you have to delete those apps, don't have a smartphone if you're tempted. I mean, I remember one time speaking of JP, he was talking about, I think it was on a recent podcast and he was like giving an example of someone he was talking to who had a pornography addiction and how he just can't overcome it. And JP was like, well, do you have a smartphone? He's like, well, yeah, of course. And he was like, you literally have temptation in your pocket all the time. Get rid of your phone if you need to. Like get, like throw it out and get a flip phone or a, you know, whatever, like, yeah. I guess flip phone or whatever it may be. Like sometimes you have to be ruthless when it comes to these temptations. If it is like grasping you by the Mm. throat and um, you know, you, it's like, there are sometimes you have to take extreme measures in Mm. order to guard your heart and guard your mind and soul from a lot of this temptation. Cause you know, we're, this is not our eternal home and um, Satan is the God of this world. And so we have to remember that like he's constantly, there's constantly things around us. Um, But the thing is though, we have something inside of us that's stronger than anything that we face, which is the Holy spirit is if you accept Jesus as your Lord and savior, you have the Holy spirit within you. And actually one of my um, memory verses this week is Romans eight twenty six and eight twenty seven. Oh. He no, I'm not going to recite it right now because like I'm going to forget one word and get it wrong. <laughs> and I actually have it on my phone. This is a great way Smart. if you have memory yeah. verses to yeah. like put it on your screen. Um, Saver, and he's actually encouraged me to do memory verses. I'm still not great at it, but um, this is just Romans eight twenty six and eight twenty seven talking about how like when we don't know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit within us will. Mm-hmm. Pray in accordance to God's will. So like, even if you don't know what you need in that time, if you cry out to God, like the Holy Spirit is praying on your behalf. And so I think a lot of times we almost have this, this like mindset of like, oh, it's me against the world. And like, I'm just like, oh, you know, I need to be constantly like my own might and fighting. And like, it's me. And it's like, it's not going to work. Actually, like you're going to 
be exhausted and you're never going to be able to defeat everything that you come across. But guess what? The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. And like Mm. you have that within you. And so I think as Christians, we need to remember that and not get so caught up in like this, like anxiety of like always feeling like there's going to be, you know, things all around us. Yes, we have to be aware, but at the same time, we have to be relying on the Lord and that gives us peace. And that gives us, um, you know, just that, that comfort knowing like, okay, we have a, we have a power within us that's greater than anything we will face. One of the verses that God keeps highlighting for me recently over the past month has been Matthew 6, 33. Uh, but first keep seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things will be added to you. So if you truly have your eyes fixed on Jesus and you're striving for that relationship with him, then like all these anxieties of like social pressures and just lust issues or just anything, like if you're focusing on that as priority number one, then all these other issues will fall in line eventually. Like, as you get refined by God, your time. Yeah. And I think like kind of commenting on what you said, Katie, I think for me for so long, I was always trying to fight my struggle with just like lusting after men with just my own defenses. And like, I always was coming up short every single time. It's like, okay, well, you know, I haven't like, like I even, I told you this, Katie, but like, even when some of the guys in our gym, like work out with their shirts off and they yeah. have like nicer physiques, I will just go into like a different room of the gym yeah. and go over there. Because if I, especially if it is a temptation, any type of way to look at someone in just mm. a sexual way, I just have to, now I've gotten better at just removing myself from situations. And thankfully, like really over the course of this last, I would say year, God has really just like helped me. Um, with that, my mind, I think by talking about it more to my friends and to you and just on the show and things like that, it's helped me to stop seeing, cause I know men deal with this, just like you guys are just built this way, but I don't think that women <laughs> talk about it enough. Um, yeah. if that's something that you struggle oh, with and it's, it's a real thing. Like, you know, I was like, women also have a sex drive just like men do. It's not different. I mean, it's different in different ways, but for me, it's just removing that and then just trying to feed my mind with like, this is a brother in Christ. Like this is someone that God created. This is not a like plaything, you know? And I think like for me, it's that unconditioning is really where this last year God has helped me a ton. I feel like I've really not necessarily fully overcome that battle, but like, it's just a lot easier for me. It's not something that's on my mind like constantly. So yeah. mm-hmm. Well, Jake, I love what yeah. you diversity brought you up. Mentioned something about. Oh, I think we're a little yeah, delayed. Sorry, oh, yeah. we are a little bit, bit. I think you're good, Dom. Go ahead. Yeah, but that verse that you brought up, I love because like it's but seek first, right? So like before you get to B, you got to do A first. And I feel like that's kind of like the trust the process type situation when it comes to training that people like completely lose all concept of. Like, yeah, I wish I could just jump to the physique or jump to the strength or jump to whatever it is that I, I want to have. But we got to go through this process and like seeking God first is that process to getting to that next step that we are would desire, whatever that thing may be. And I think the Bible does a good job of talking a lot about like one more time. I said, you got to go to the source. I agree. Yeah, you got to go to the yeah. source. Can't skip but step number one. 100%. And I feel like the Bible does a good job of like, um, you know, talking about giving us the desires of our heart, but it's always seeking God before we can get to the desires of our heart. We chase after those things that 
think that think are going to fulfill us outside of God, those things aren't going to fulfill us. But if we chase him first and that strength that he gives us is going to give us new energy and new life to pursue those things, we have to trust that he put those things in our heart for a reason and it wasn't an accident. So if we seek him and he's going to power us up to be able to use those gifts or chase that desire, we're going to be way more successful in that and actually find true happiness because we found it in God first, like you said, but go to the source first. Yeah. A good cross-reference to that one also is John 15, 7. It says, if you abide in me and my will abides in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So yeah. it's not like, okay, if you believe and if you say with your mouth that Christ is Lord and you ask for a car, like, yeah. or like a yeah, shiny, exactly. shiny new car, a house is not going to be. No. It means if you're abiding in his will, if you're abiding in Christ and you're seeking the things of God and his righteousness first, then you your prayer life will be fine-tuned to what his will is what yeah. what you know what it is so and we're yeah, gonna be happy with whatever God chooses to, to give what us said there. yeah definitely yeah yeah, yeah. Amen. nice well <laughs> we i i'm thinking that we might just break this up into two parts oh that well, would be good i mean because yeah. we're in 60 minutes so yeah what, what time are we at we're at like an hour oh man yeah. an hour yeah like yeah i know that but we'll have to have you guys on again. I think this yeah, this is fun. I think this is needed and this was such a great conversation. We both appreciate you guys taking the time to come on and yeah, um, and just share your hearts with the, with us and with the audience as well and um there's we just appreciate it greatly and I think this is going to reach a lot of people and be very encouraging. Yeah. Yeah, there's thanks for having us on. There's there's a lot of good Christian guys out there. Don't lose hope. Um, just, you got, like I said, look, you got to look in the right spots and just have faith that God will put them in your lives. So, yeah. 100%. Yeah. If you're, I mean, if you're in Columbus, Ohio and, and you uh, tune into the Zoom Bible study we got going on on yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. There's some single guys on there. <laughs> there you go. PDN matchmaker. <laughs> hey, that is actually like one thing I'm trying to do. Like, I'm trying to like, you know, just like see yeah. a single Christian because I know how it is. Like when you're single, it's like frustrating if you, yeah. 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 Anyways, so yeah, this was awesome, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. And yeah, we'll yeah. talk to you all soon. Yes, definitely. And make sure to follow us on social media at the dot freedom podcast. Leave us a review. If you guys like this content, make sure you just let us know. Um, yeah, you know, thumbs up on the posts and Woo. you guys in a couple weeks. Take Yay. it easy. See you guys.